0: Hello guys, welcome back to Board Raw. Today we are on episode 24 and um, I have a feeling that this episode I'm not going to do a lot of talking because i got a very smug boy here. It's a Derby special baby. So it is a Derby special. Um, yeah, it was a good return to the Premier League after an international break, obviously kicking off with the London Derby between Arsenal and Tottenham hot Spurs. Um, Right, this is where I'm going to stop talking for 35 minutes and Ross is going to just gloat about Arsenal. Here you go, take it away, Ross. Yes, sir. So, best team in the league, Arsenal, I think we might be.
1: And that's because I think, personally, apart from Man City, who are kind of in a league of their own, but they're below us, we dominate games the most in the league. I said at the start of the season when we played Palace and we had like half an hour spell of dominance and then kind of sat back a little bit and then had another bit of dominance and then sat back that I want us to stop playing in spells of dominance and start kind of dominating games from minute one to minute 90 and I thought this was apart from like a couple of games like Bournemouth and the Leicester game that we played where we dominated the whole game this is like the first game against a big team that we've dominated from minute one to minute 90 and let them had nothing all game they got a penalty, which is, like, mm, questionable. And then, after that, you'd think they'd push on. We went into half time, they'd equalised. And you'd think, Arsenal oh, come out second half, shit the bed, Spurs would push on. Second half, we just dominated them again. Didn't let them touch the ball the whole game. And then, I could see Spurs fans coming at me and saying, oh, the red card changed the game. No, it didn't. We were all over them pre-red card. We were already 2-1 up and looking for a third. And then, Emerson decided to be...
0: Yeah, just, just ridiculous challenge, and it literally comes down from Martinelli deciding to just make a mug of him all game, all game, like all game. Him. All, he couldn't get close to Martinelli, um, and I think he had enough. And you see when he walked off the pitch, it was, and it, it, people were saying it's not a red; it's literally a straight red. It studs up on his ankle, like yeah, yeah, it's a straight red. Um, yeah, I mean, you say this is Arsenal's first like sort of test against um, probably like a top team. I mean. You're looking at Spurs, they did dominate the entire game at Arsenal. Um, but perhaps you could argue that that is down to Spurs' play style. They're very much a counter-attacking team.
1: It's so pragmatic and boring. And I saw a Spurs fan go on TalkSport this morning and say um, that he's like bored of the Conte play style. And if like he gets to the end of the season and hasn't won a trophy playing this way, he'd want Conte out because he was saying that you'd rather finish sixth playing football that you enjoy watching than finish fourth with nothing both times but finish fourth and play shit football
0: similarly it was kind of under Jones and Mourinho very much renowned for playing boring football, to, football. Yeah, yeah. yeah Um. I mean if you're a Spurs fan though yeah, I think you take a trophy any way you can get it oh yeah 100% um, I mean if like you say what, what is the point of being a football manager if it's not to win trophies yeah no matter how you play, uh, how you play on the pitch, I understand it though. It's very much like with England, almost. So you look, you look dry. at the dead football we play pretty much all the time, barring like ten minute spells. No, like, it is very yeah. reminiscent
1: of England because what England lack in the middle is the same as Spurs. They just lack a ball player in the middle, and the defenders aren't good enough ball players in either team to run the game. Whereas you see, like. Antonio Conte's Chelsea team that played like this they had ball players in that defence whereas the England team don't the Spurs team don't and then like Hoiberg and Bentancourt fair enough they got dominated by Xhaka, Odegaard and um, Party. a lot of players would but if you sign Basuma for me. Basuma's their best midfielder. I'm not. How's he here? not getting the team? I
0: saw a lot of people saying before the transfer window, before he signed for Spurs, he would have walked into pretty much any team in the Premier League yeah. as a starting player, and it's very strange for me that he's gone into Spurs. Obviously, they've they've gone out for him, and he, he Who else was in for him? It was Ars- was it Arsenal? yeah Arsenal? Yeah, Arsenal were in for him as well, and he's gone to Spurs, and now he's just like he can't break his way into that first team starting. Spot. Yeah, for me, he's better than
1: Hoyberg and. Obviously, yeah, Bentacore does a different role, but I'd play Bazooma over both of those.
0: Yeah, I mean, clearly something's not working. I mean, I know they were unbeaten, mm. and I know that they they're still thereabouts, like towards the top end of the table. Yeah, and I don't think any Spurs fan was under the impression. Well, maybe because they could be a bit deluded, but under the impression that they were going to beat City to the title. Ooh, or even I saw, saw some
1: Spurs fans chatting shit. I saw some Spurs fans but, chatting shit.
0: Yeah, I mean it comes to a point where it's like if you're only ever scoring goals on the counter against teams that are gonna uh, like just drop deep against you and, and hold a really tight uh, uh, low block, like how are you gonna break them down? Like you've got players there like Son, Kane, Kulusevski, Richarlison, but know what? They're not getting the like the um, the balls through to feed them. Like Kane once again is having to drop so super deep. And do you know what? Maybe that's part of the game style. He got pocketed by the best defender in the league. Oh, mate, I'm so excited to see Saliba versus Haaland.
1: Mate, it's going to be an absolute battle for the ages.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you want to just talk a bit about Spurs and the fact that they actually can't pass the ball in the final third? So, I saw a stat. This was post. So, obviously, they lost to Arsenal. And I was
1: going to get on my high horse for this podcast and be like, they're fucking shit. But, obviously, they had the Champions League before we filmed. And so, they were allowed an extra game to try and prove me wrong against Frankfurt. And they were shitting that and all. I think they didn't have a shot on target the whole game. And that's been a kind of um, constant theme in a lot of games they play. They can't get shots away. And so they pulled up the stat post-game. In the Premier League, Spurs are... Guess where Spurs are for progressive passes into the final third? Guess in the comments now. Because they're last. 20th in the league for progressive passes into the final third. Last... And these scumbags were saying they were going to win the league. Behave yourselves. My kind of segue from this is that Ericsson was a a free transfer. You sign Basuma. He is probably one of the best um, kind of defensive midfielders, ball winning midfielders in the league. So if you were worried about Ericsson's lack of kind of defensive capabilities, signing Basuma should cancel that out. And, and then play why don't you go get middle. Spurs? Uh, Spurs, why don't you go get Ericsson? Because an Ericsson Basuma midfield is leagues better than a Bentancourt hoyberg midfield. Oh, it's 100%. I'll, I'll make a poll post this podcast going out. I'm going to tweet it. Who's the better midfield, Ericsson and Basuma or hoyberg Bentancourt?
0: I think if you look at like. That's me. Like Chelsea, you look at um, Arsenal, Liverpool, City, maybe not Man United because their midfield is kind of stinky, but like. Hoiberg and Benzicore don't get into any of those teams. No. And Basuma probably would. Yeah, 100%. Uh, on the flip side. United you know would take Basuma in a heartbeat. And Eriksen has arguably been United's you know, best player yeah, this season. Exactly. exactly. Um, so, yeah, like, questionable recruitment from Spurs there, yeah, perhaps. Because I think he was very open to that return as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's like, kind of, when Fabregas was coming back to the Premier League and he wanted to come back to Arsenal, but we didn't offer him a contract. And then he went to Chelsea. It's similar to Spurs. Like, if they'd offered... The contract, he would have gone there oh, every 100%. Day of the week.
0: Um, it's craziness, it is, it is kind of frightening from the Spurs, like if you were a Spurs fan, to see the way the team is setting up. I know it, this is very Antonio Conte, very pragmatic, very um, automated football, but like you do have attacking quality, like, arg- it's not even arguably the best players on in their team. Are their front players yeah, the, the likes of Kulisevsky, Kane, Son, and now they've added Richarlison the to that? Yeah, and it's like, why are you relying so heavily on your centre backs to play progressive passes when you can literally change formation and then you're going to be relying more heavily on your attacker players who are far better?
1: Yeah, or even play f- four at the back and play three in the midfield, allow Basuma to play, and then have two progressive uh, like Xhaka at Arsenal at the moment who when he was playing in that two by himself in midfield was struggling offensively struggling defensively maybe if you put another midfielder in there for Spurs behind him so like Bissouma could be Spurs' Thomas Partey and then you could maybe see another side of Hoiberg that attacking can do more like Xhaka is doing for Arsenal because yeah them two as a two is just not enough and they're getting outrun in midfield and it's easy enough getting outrun but then both of them don't have kind of like the technical quality to run a game by themselves. So they're no, not offering exactly. anything.
0: And it's like it very much is they're relying on moments of magic from players like Son, yep. Kane, uh, Richarlison being in the right place, Kulisevsky to be able to win out these games. But yeah, like they're relying on the quality of those players to do something special. Where yeah,
1: if Son doesn't come on and score a hat-trick they don't win that game. If Kane doesn't, doesn't win, a penalty. win a penalty or do a Kane thing they don't win X game, Y game. It's literally those front locks winning them games on their own and that
0: that isn't sustainable that runs no, out no it's not sustainable football especially against teams who will set up to stop those players receiving passes yeah Um. but it's like if you're a Spurs fan I know they beat Forest 2-0 but do you really want to go to play Nottingham Forest with a back five so dry like so dry. you could you have the you have the players in. It's even in the midfield they they could play Benteke in a more um, advanced role, and then have Pogba sitting deep yeah, and allow him to play more progressively. But because he's sitting in the midfield too, he's got to protect his really shit backline as well. And there, he's like he's always thinking, or you know, do I go forward? But if I lose the ball, who's going to be behind me? It's yeah.
1: like they've got a very interesting game this weekend against Brighton, and I'm intrigued to see how they play in that game because Brighton are, as we saw against Liverpool, which we'll talk about later. Brighton under the Derby look quite good and they've kind of
0: continued straight can, on
1: from Potter but yeah can, can
0: Spurs bounce back from their Derby defeat against the Derby
1: here we go here we go straight on
0: TikTok mate let's That's go hey. yeah but, um, no, but yeah for me Spurs dog shit Arsenal best team in the league yeah I mean you look at the teams in the league right now and the only team that probably are playing better football than them are is Man City yeah. like Man City, Man City like you say are in a league of their own um I just don't know how they will be stopped. I don't know who can stop them. Perhaps it will be Saliba. Um, that, that you is but yeah, man. Saliba is unbelievable. Do you see
1: the Megs he did on Eric Dier in Tottenham's box? I was
0: like, mate, you're 20 it, and you're just boying off a, this grown unbelievable, man. unbelievable player. And he like it was, obviously he went away to Liga and he was the like the, one of the best uh, defenders. He was the best yeah. defender in the league and he was one of the top five in Europe that season. Progressive passes,
1: most progressive passes for a defender yeah. in the top five leagues. And yeah, it's crazy for
0: for such a young guy, and he's come back to Arsenal and he slotted straight in and he hasn't looked out. But he's not looked out of place. He's been the place. He is the standard for the centre backs in the, the, the league place this now, season, 100. And for such a young guy, it is unbelievable. So round of applause for for Saliba. That's my boy. The whole tight, the Gunners. Sexy top Saliba. Of the yeah, no. Top of the Arsenal. League. Arsenal are just looking the business. And do you know, what? after after a very difficult decade? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, you, you, you it must we're be cooking nice. now. Must be cooking, cooking, yeah. cooking and
1: we're eating good this summer.
0: But yeah, like another player that's really impressed me this season Martinelli. He's so direct and he's so so influential into games. Saka's really coming good. Like yeah. not that he wasn't good before but he had a little bit of bounce where he wasn't really informed. I'd say bit... we've
1: got the most electric front line in the league. Because City is just Haaland. That's not even a front line.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean,
1: Uh, our front line is electric. Haaland on his own is electric. He's probably got more goals in our front line, so I don't want to talk too much.
0: Gabriel Uh, Jesus as well. Gabriel Jesus. You know the bit where he went through like four Spurs players, and then Martinelli, like two minutes after, tried to do the same thing as well. We just got
1: so many Brazilian tech men. It is so
0: good to see as well. These players playing with a freedom. Yeah. And I feel like the entire front four, I know the Arsenal team is vibing, but the entire front four. They're just clicking, and they know exactly where each other's going to be. Yeah, they know how how they're going to unlock that defense. And there's not a defense in the league that I that I don't think they could score against. Nah, no, back us against pretty like, much everything. It's team unbelievable. And you could argue, mate, I know, know Harland scoring three goals against City. I know Harland's gone and like just absolutely outscored anything. He's going to break forty goals. Oh he's, yeah, he's on he's crack. He's got just ridiculous my hat tricks. He, he is just the craziest player ever. But you look at someone like Gabriel Jesus, you could argue City were going to win these games pretty much anyway. Mm. They, like Whether they kept Jesus or whether they had Alvarez playing up front, they were going to be doing the same thing they're doing this season anyway, just probably in not the same goal-scoring fashion. But could could you argue that Jesus has been more influential to Arsenal than Haaland to City? Or is it too hard to overlook the, the crazy numbers that Haaland's putting up?
1: No, nah, I, I back that, you know, because like, like you said... I feel like I could be in that seat. Like Haaland has scored some crazy goals and I'm not saying I would score as many as he has. I wouldn't score three hat-tricks, I'd score two. But um, I think you could put me in that team and I get like a few goals every so often and they win the games through Foden still scoring goals, De Bruyne or whatever. Whereas like you said, if Arsenal haven't got a focal point that does what Gabriel Jesus does, win the ball high up, his
0: ball, like, did you not see? And he, he was—he was on the the edge of the um, Arsenal box, winning tackles. He's fuck. His know work know when rate's tackled, a joke. He um, got the ball when he skipped past Richarlison and yeah. won a free kick on the edge of his own area. Yeah, he's like, his work rate's a joke. If you look at the Arsenal team now, and you, I know like Partey's more incorporated, and um, Jack is playing a different role than he was probably last season. He's more of a three-eight now than he was yeah. last season when he was playing more of a, like a defensive midfielder, but. You've got the complete stark difference. I mean, it's still the same players though. You've got like Partey, Xhaka You've got Martinelli, Odegaard uh, Saka. Yeah. And but then you look at the difference between when they were playing with Lacazette or Nketi or up front, or even a Bamiang, Yeah. Compared to how they're playing with Jesus now. Yeah. He his press, his uh, willingness to receive the ball in deeper areas, his ability to to play on the shoulder as well it's, it's yeah, giving him so much more freedom and it spices and it's, it up so and it's freeing well. up all these other players as well and he's also he's he's leading by example on the pitch because he's working hard and he's also not afraid to go past the man and he's not yeah. afraid to play a little one two well
1: apparently he came in and he's gone straight into like the leadership group at Arsenal so yeah. you can tell that he's gone in Arteta has been like this guy learnt, like all the young dudes be like you can learn from him he's he's the man and like you said he um fucking hell I thought the mic was going to fall in uh, leads from example on the pitch he Whenever there's like a goal and we're like battering a team, he's like, Everyone calm down, fucking get your head back in the game. It's 1 0, it's 0 yeah, 0. Exactly. So, and so,
0: like my argument is perhaps he is more influential no, I than Erling Haaland's transfer we'll to Put Man City. One of those out in the polls as well. Yeah, well, let us know, oh, yeah. Because do you know what? You could, uh, you could make a solid argument for both sides there, mm. and neither one's really wrong. Yeah. Because it's very much um, subjective, isn't it? It is. Um, but yeah, should we discuss? What do you want to discuss next? Man City United, or should we go to uh, Liverpool Brighton? Got to be Man City United, I think. It's got to be. We been, we've been talking about Erling. Yeah. But from uh, a London derby to the Manchester derby, Whoa, this game started off and it was uh, it was not fun viewing for a United fan. Fucking
1: rough. They were getting peppered from moment
0: one. I mean, it, the game was the Erling Foden show. It was unbelievable from them. Um it's not often that De Bruyne doesn't get on the score sheet when they score six goals. Yeah. I thought Grealish actually had a good game.
1: Yeah, so did I. I think he's starting to settle into his role and I think when Haaland's playing, he looks really good because Grealish I think he likes playing with like a target man. He likes cutting inside and part doing one-twos off the target man and that's what Haaland allows him to do whereas like if he's playing with I don't know Foden as the false nine or even Alvarez, he doesn't have that, and they have that kind of dynamic movement around the front three. Grealish isn't really about that. Is he not, needs someone. Maybe down to his football IQ, is his football IQ a bit more simplified in terms of where he views the game? Yeah, maybe Whereas, he needs like, like a couple more years under Pep to kind of learn. But- but then you the don't Grealish, want to take that out of his game.
0: The Grealish thing is really, really interesting because obviously you look at his £100 million move from Villa to City mm. and he everyone's expected to put up massive numbers. But Pep's come out and been very, very clear on his on his viewpoint of Grealish where it's yeah. like he's not in the team to score goals. And yet, while he might not be getting assists, he's playing a very pivotal role in the system. Yeah. Um, in the positions that he receives the ball, in a position that he can get us up the pitch, so Pep clearly still really likes, really him. likes him, and which is great to see from an, like an England point of view as well, uh, that a manager of Pep's caliber is really rating this like this great English asset for us. Um, but yeah, Phil Foden as well. He had an absolutely Amazing. electric game. Yeah, he, he, he had a couple. He didn't have the greatest performance for England in the international break. He was shit, if I'm honest. And then he's come into this Manchester derby and he's gone. I'm actually sick. And yeah, then just decided well, I to think put everything like, up In
1: that City team, he knows his role. And he, like the City team is kind of, apart from Haaland, it's kind of moulded to him. Like De Bruyne just facilitates those two so well. He just like, De Bruyne does everything. And then kind of those two are just allowed to play their own game. And whereas in England, he has such a specific wide role that's so average. And I don't think he likes it. Like I was saying when we were talking about England, you just want him on the ball all the time. And when you're playing with De Bruyne and you're doing these passes off Haaland, playing with Gundwan as well, who's technically like excellent, you just get on the ball all the time, whereas like City are probably averaging what, like seventy percent possession most games, whereas England probably averaging like forty
0: max. And well, so in that's this game is diff- quite interesting. They only had fifty four percent of the ball, which is a lot less than you would have thought if you watched the game. Yeah, Pep took the foot off the gas well early. Oh, well By half
1: time, he'd made like a triple star and was killing the game. Off. Um,
0: but interestingly, he was playing the right wing role. Um, mm. I had to look it up because I was I actually wasn't sure because he was all over the pitch. Yeah, yeah, I he's couldn't just remember. Just so fluid, but he he, it was completely different to the role as a wider winger that he was playing for England. Yeah, like it, he was playing, he was so isolated for England. Whereas, like you say, on that right hand side for uh, City. He had De Bruyne supporting him. Bernardo Silva loves to float into that right, even if he starts it like in the left side of an attacking midfield role. Um, so it's really, it's so much more dynamic than in any yeah. sort of like formation they play in Eng- uh, the England team. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really, really um, dominated performance from Man City. How did you like United score
1: three goals? So Anthony scored a really good goal, actually. I was, like, the first to kind of slate. Anthony as, like, Jadon Sancho v2. but um, Very good goal. It was a very good goal. And then, at that point, City were just like... So that woke City up a little bit. And so City pushed to get a couple more. And then Martial came on. And he looks really good. And I'm excited to see him under Ten Hag. Because I've always thought there's a decent player in there. And he's just never either had his position settled. Or he's been struck by injuries. Or, like with all the chopping changing of formations and shit at Man United he's never had like a decent run but I think if you give Martial just a run of games at number 9 have Sancho and Anthony off either side or Rashford who I think is his head's gone I don't know how he won player of the month as well let's talk about that that um, was
0: mental yeah that was uh, he had a good month but fucking my guy Wobey.
1: absolutely Iwobi dirty yeah. yeah
0: but anyway yeah give
1: Martial a run of games
0: I'm excited to see how he does he had a really good pre-season for United and he had that Italian injury didn't he? so he could be very much a Ten Hag type player yeah. Um, I think but yeah Anthony goal was still. unbelievable and he, he actually does seem like a very good player yeah I think for me he's
1: just like well, I don't want to get Man United players I've already got Spurs fans probably on my neck but he um, seems like a luxury signing when you've got bigger problems how they still I know they've got Casemiro Casemiro how's he not starting this game
0: He's, um, it's a bit beyond belief. I mean, you've got Scott McTominay in midfield. How is Scott
1: McTominay still starting for Manchester United? He's like our level footballer.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't make it in our Power League team. Um, I genuinely think that like, in a game when you're playing against a team who's got Kevin De Bruyne, arguably the best Premier League midfielder of all time, playing again, uh, feeding Haaland. Yeah. You want that ball-winning, destroyer midfielder in there, cutting those passing lanes. He's... he's He's, t- like, football IQ is out, like, just off the roof um Kashmir for what he does. Yeah. And it's, like, it is questionable. You've paid so much money for him as well. He's got to be starting week but in, week out. But now is he just a bench
1: buddy for Ronaldo? Well, I saw a tweet. it's like, United have signed Casmiro to keep Ronaldo company on the bench. We but should talk about Ronaldo. Let's
0: talk about that, because... What is going on there? I think uh, Ten Hag made a comment after the game saying that he didn't bring Ronaldo on out like of respect this, for yeah, him. I saw that. And his legacy. Well, how do you... And it's, like... Oh. Genuinely, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo right now, I don't know what you'd be thinking. Yeah, it's a like, one, isn't it? Are you are you thinking my time's running out? Are you thinking get me the fuck out of here? Are you thinking get me the fuck out of
1: here? It's a sinking shit mate.
0: Um, I, I just don't know. Like it's a bit all over the place. But um, yeah, he needs to get he needs to get the fuck out of there. My opinion on Man United is that it's kind of
1: similar to Spurs in the sense that they've scraped together some wins where they haven't looked great. The Arsenal one is like. Fair play, you've beaten a rival in a big game. However the win comes, the win the comes. Liverpool one. But that win wasn't good against Arsenal. I'd argue the Liverpool win was actually quite good. That was their best performance. Yeah, that season. was their best performance. And it happened probably too early on in this run. Because then they played Southampton, I think, and they won 1-0. But they were shit. Um, and then there was another game, I can't remember, and they scraped a win. And it's like, that runs out. You can't keep. Counter-attacking and scraping wins. You need to have Spurs. an identity. Exactly. You need to have an identity that is attacking football. You can't defend your way to where you want. If you like looking to avoid relegation, you can defend your way to that. If you're a Leicester you can't trying to win the league, to the Champions League.
0: Yeah, if you're a Leicester, trying to surprise teams and counter-attack yeah. and win the league, that's a different story. I mean, I don't think their their style is precisely a counter-attacking like mindset. It really isn't because you can you can see a lot of passages of play. And there were times in the game where they actually had the ball for extended periods against City. But it, the quality in the midfield is not there to allow them to have that consistently. Whereas you've got a team like Arsenal who've got Odegaard, Partey, um, Sa- uh, Xhaka, sorry, and um, they're controlling, dominating the game. United don't have that in McTominay. Nah, and Eriksen has been great. So he's sort of left out of this but he can't do it on his own. Yeah, you need and someone Bruno to Bruno Fernandes is uh, not Ericsson. the player he was at those first two seasons. He's not facilitating a role to like validate his position on that pitch. Yeah, his return, and he's not his his dog returning. Dog I know he's playing a bit deeper than he was but he's not he, he can't play vertical football he can't shuttle the ball like they need to have he's
1: living off that good season that first season
0: yeah I agree I entirely agree and
1: they made him captain it's kind of like the problem they got with Harry Maguire but they kind of bit the bullet and started dropping Harry Maguire now but they gave Harry Maguire the captaincy and then felt that they couldn't drop him and then they've moved the captaincy in-game captaincy from Harry Maguire to Fernandez, and now they can't drop Fernandez. it's like a shit show
0: I liked um, Varane just dipping at 3-0, just saying, fuck this, I'm out. (laughs) He didn't even look at For the sake of his career. Yeah, I mean, it it was an embarrassment and the fact they scored three goals, I mean, it it sort of papers over some cracks. I mean, the thing is about how deep can you look into these cracks when you're playing against a team... With Erling Haaland up front, I mean, Foden had one of the best games of his career. Yeah, but this is becoming just week in week out for Erling. Yeah, the
1: guy's a machine, man.
0: I mean, you look at from an outsider looking him, you think the goals he scored were fairly simple. But the one, the one that really stands out is the one from De Bruyne, where he plays it into the back post, and Haaland gets his leg up. Yeah, and the ball was coming fast, and he's at full stretch. Well, you confess? But yeah, full strength, uh, full stretch, and he gets his leg on it, and he does it time and time again. Yeah. His position and his timing is perfect. His legs are so long that he can, like, fucking get his legs around. Like, he is 10, undefendable. He is and inevitable. A lot of
1: people saying, coming for Rory Jennings' neck again, said that his link up plate isn't that good. His link up play is fine. And anything, he got two assists that game, and they weren't easy assists. The first one, where he played like a De Bruyne esque pass. Like in the corridor of uncertainty, shout out those, man. Um, he played a naughty through ball there, and Foden got his goal. But, um, yeah, he's he's got like a good football IQ, and he, his assists were on point, his goals were on point. It was a very complete performance from him,
0: yeah. I agree. Um, there was a point where he got the ball in a position where, and you see it time and time again, where he like, or well, he got it on his left foot, he taps it to the side and just smashed it in the top corner. Mm. But this time, he he rolled it and he played it to Grealish. And Grealish doesn't get into those positions too often where he he's the last person receiving the pass. Yeah, and it would have been a position where, if Harland had shot, he would have had a, a fairly decent goal expectancy from him. But the goal expectancy from where Grealish was was much higher, so it was a very like smart football IQ move oh, okay. for him to play that ball. But then Grealish ended up like trying to like play it back to him or something. Cath yeah. Grealish. Um, but yeah, and like, like you say, like Grealish learning to play like that is going to be very important for him mm. because he will come in and he will like realise, actually, he just wants me to shoot. Whereas, at the minute, I think Grealish is like, just give it to Erlen, get it on his head, get it on his foot. Like, But yeah, the guy is a freak and the fact that he, people thought he was just big and strong, he's just proven everyone wrong, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he just is, he, what was that? Three, ba- uh, three hat-tricks back-to-back at home. Yeah, crap. That's, that's insane. 14 goals is he on? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 14 goals with 30 games left. We're 8 games in, mate. He's nearly got 2 goals a game. Lacazette last year got 4
1: goals in the whole season.
0: I like um he almost got that in a game. What's that? HLTCO is uh tweeting out who how many who's got more goals than in the Champions League every time he scores uh, a goal. Okay. Nice. And like you and there's also someone who's tweeting out um how many hat-tricks he's got compared to other people. Like he's got more hat tricks It was the same amount of hat tricks as Cristiano Ronaldo in like two hundred or less games. Yeah, and like uh, Cristiano Gideon Ronaldo, right? Like, yeah, like, one off if not the best player of all time. You see, like so, it was like a
1: race to get three Premier League hat tricks, and the previous quickest was Michael Owen in with like, like forty games. It. Yeah, and he got how eight. has you done it in eight? What is that? Um, one more thing I want to say on Man City: Akanji looks like a really good signing.
0: I think he he because re- it was that was deadline day, and everyone yeah, was like, "Oh, like, he's just there it's to like bolster it. the numbers." really good signing he was linked
1: to United for like a couple of seasons I think it died out the links like last season I think United should have gone in for him 16 million I think he cost such a good deal he can play centre back left back so good so big so strong so composed looked really good that game so composed yeah yeah. like you said it was a deadline day signing so everyone was kind of like oh what is is that and you've already got like Laporte Diaz and Stones who are probably the three best defenders in the league and Nathan Ake and you're like, where is he going to fit in? He's in the starting lineup up in yeah, the same world. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, I think he made his debut versus Dortmund, didn't he? Yeah, he's really and he, good. And I remember with City fans after that game saying he looked amazing. They, they thought he was just like, a, we'll rest uh, some weary legs and get a kanji in for this game. Yeah, But um, no, nah, he looks like a really good, like shrewd signing. And one that went under the radar quite a lot. Because I don't think he would have rated too highly on anyone's uh, transfer ratings. No, nah,
1: it's just kind of like an under the radar one, but as City do they, they've got good men behind the scenes doing business because yeah very
0: good signing I mean to be fair I could have told you to sign sign Erling Haaland yeah
1: and like not that they'd know but they obviously had Diaz, Stones and Laporte all injured so it's like lucky that that even happened
0: next yeah. game next game next game who should we
1: talk about should we talk about Liverpool
0: I think we should I think we need to talk about the Zerby- and ball. the terrific Trossard De Zerble. Desirable, 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 and And uh, tr- Trossard.
1: Our ball draw player of the week.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is flying this season. Yeah. It's very easy to forget how well certain players are doing when you've got players like Erling Haaland just absolutely smashing up week in, week yeah, out. it kind of takes the... It takes limelight. the gleam off yeah, of everyone 100%. else because he, he is just doing things that no human should be doing. But um, Liverpool 3, 3 Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah. Um, Liverpool went 2-0 down, didn't they? They did indeed. Early
1: doors as well. I think this is the earliest Liverpool have ever been 2-0 down at home. So that, and I think that's happened a lot this season. It's like, do you remember United a couple of seasons ago where they they always always let team like take the lead and then they'd always go and win the game and they had like the most points from like recoveries ever. Yeah. Liverpool are kind of like that this season. They're letting teams score and always give themselves an uphill battle. They did against Fulham, they did against Brighton. And it just keeps happening. They did against United. I don't know if it's just like a they come out and they're not up for it immediately or if they're all individually just taking their foot off the gas.
0: But there's definitely issues at Liverpool. Big issues. Um, Big issue? <laughs> I think um, Nunes is shit. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, I think he might be shit. Like, new, he, couldn't, he couldn't hit a barn door. he eat, dead. Yeah. All I'm seeing is his movement is great, his movement is brilliant, but he's getting into the positions but he can't
1: score. It's like when uh, I saw a tweet it was like Timo Werner got that same kind of commentary
0: when he wasn't scoring goals at Chelsea. They were like, Oh, he'll come good, his movement's good. Like and the thing is, like, Nunes might come good, he might score a hat trick in a game, but like Yeah he needs it needs to be consistent. Like little they're creating chances, they really are. Yes, yeah, so against uh, Rangers they started off with a different formation. Playing with Jota in the uh, cam role with uh, Diaz and Salah out wide and Nunes up front. They look much better for it. Yeah. But um, I think they would work better with Firmino. I would be starting Firmino, honestly, if I was Klopp. Him. You know, he's scoring goals as well, do Yeah, he? yeah, scored two that game. He's he's got decent he's got a hat trick
1: um against Bournemouth. He's must be pretty high up on the old um goal scorers list. Salah
0: not doing the business. Maybe um Salah. maybe yeah, uh Erling is stolen a bit of uh Salah's juice. you know. Yeah, he's, I
1: don't know what's going on with Salah. He doesn't so uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about the whole you get your big contract and then you kill yourself off like Ozil, like a bam yang, like I don't know, X Y Z. dead. I don't know if that's the case for Salah because he's he still do- dangerous. He doesn't come across as the kind of person that would get a big deal and then down tools. But, but the thing he's is, he's still looking he's dangerous been, in every game. He He's just not offering, like he is. And I was like, a lot of fantasy people are like, oh, you've got to keep him in your team because his um, kind of XG is still great, blah, blah, blah. But if you're not putting them away, if you're not getting the assists, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and I agree. For me, something's missing. I don't know if it's the lack of quality around him. Like he's playing now with a young Harvey Elliott. He's playing with Darwin Nunez, who we've established is dog shit. We've got uh, I don't know Fabio Cavallio that's young. You're playing with a midfield of Milner and Henderson. So maybe and Trent, who's not in form. So maybe it's a combination of all that, or maybe he is just taking his foot
0: I off think, the gas. I don't know what it is. I think like obviously when they have a mid, like stick to the four two three one. Fuck off that four three three. Stick to the four two three one. Have Fabinho. Have um. Thiago next to him and then play that like Jota Diaz play him out wide on the right yeah. and then play like Nunez or Firmino ideally Firmino in my opinion but um, the other thing i think thinking was perhaps it's the introduction of Luis Diaz he's getting a lot more of the ball down the left hand side than play uh, like Mane would mm. like Mane wouldn't be getting receiving the ball half as much as Luis Diaz is now and perhaps that's also negatively affecting the impact of uh, Robertson as well yeah, and that's why Robertson's um, not been on the same sort of level as he has been previous seasons. But um, Luis mm. Diaz is dangerous.
1: Oh yeah, he's very dangerous. He's very. Yeah, dangerous. What he does that uh, Mane didn't. Mane was very good at one twos and doing do- darting runs. Whereas Diaz will carry the ball. Diaz is a ball carrier, and so like you said, maybe where Mane would do one twos with Robo or do one twos with whoever was playing centrally, let's say Firmino. Diaz is carrying the ball, and so these other players aren't allowing, uh, aren't getting into the game as much because Diaz is doing, let's say, a
0: fifteen-yard move by himself. Whereas and he like, likes to come inside do and do a fifteen-yard
1: move with three players back in the day. He likes so to
0: cut inside and then also take that shot on the right. Whereas usually you'd see Liverpool old play that final ball into someone arriving at the back post yeah. or something. So the build-up play around the final third is very different this season. Yeah. And perhaps it negatively affected them. I mean, it obviously has. Yeah. But, um, the, they are still creating chances. And, like, against Rangers, they had, like, an insane amount of shots. But they only won 1-0. Or was it 2-0 in the end? It was 2-0, 2-0 wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, what a free kick from Trent, though, last night. That was unbelievable.
1: Yes, the whole Twitter was just in uproar about, like, Southgate, he's he's, he's your man. He's your man. I don't know if he is your man. Like, he, in my opinion, sorry, for your opinion, he, he is your man. man. I think there is still an argument that defensively doesn't offer enough for the kind of players that we have in our defence who are all pretty average. You can't really have more average defenders. But that's a different discussion. Attacking... I think it is certain no one offers what Trent offers.
0: Madison also uh, oh, against Madison, uh Fuck Forrest it, I don't even want to talk
1: about Madison. because we've, argue- we've, been,
0: we've been shouting this for... The Trent since,
1: debate yeah.
0: is a debate. Like,
1: both um, sides of the fence you sit on, have him, don't have him. I understand both sides. There is no side apart from Madison gets in this squad.
0: Yeah, if you're on the Madison not in the squad, you need your head sorted. Yeah. Like, genuinely, we, we'll move on to just a brief discussion about the uh, Leicester, uh, Leicester Forest game. Hold tight your first dub. First dub, a good performance as well. Very good performance. Yeah. Um, I was just Madison, Danny
1: Ward on Twitter saying you're like terrible goalkeeper. You actually had a right performance. Classic.
0: I mean, Forest didn't put up much, you yeah, know. Leicester it. were far and away a different team to what we've seen this season. Madison looked like a player. Just, and I think since he's got the most goal contribution of any English player in like the last two seasons or something like that it's like something crazy what more than Harry Kane or maybe it's he's just below I Harry Kane I think
1: he's yeah, yeah I think he goes Harry Kane and him and then I think it's like Saka and then Bowen but though. yeah like
0: he, he he looks like a real real player with fire and in he's belly. doing
1: it in a shit team and that's what I kind of think gets ignored when you talk about the likes of Harry Kane or you talk about not that Spurs aren't a shit team but um When you talk about the likes of, I don't know, Phil Foden or Jack Grealish now, even the likes of, like, Saka, Love, Mason, Mason. all these teams dominate games and your your attacking players are allowed to express themselves. In this Leicester team, who are bottom of the league, getting peppered week in, week out, he is getting you goals, assists, he's carrying a team. You could argue carrying a team to the bottom of the league, (laughs) but he is the only shining light in that Leicester team. And if you're doing it in a shit team... Put him in a good team. I tweeted he should be playing Champions League football. If you put him in a Champions League team, I reckon his assists and goal contributions go, go up
0: through the roof. Yeah, mate. He, he is fundamentally far and away Leicester's best player. Yeah, he's um, but yeah, I mean, on the flip side of that game though, Forrest a lot of money spent, 150 million, yeah. 300,000 players bought in. I thought it I was, was, was 300,000, time- it was 300,000 players or 20 players. 300,000... Players
1: they brought in. Yeah, and one Because, um... Nah, it doesn't matter. Nah, it doesn't
0: matter. Definitely. But yeah, Definitely. um... Yeah, just... So, people were calling for Stevie Coop's head. I, so, I was going to ask you that. I swear to be in. You're a Forest fan, Roz, in this theoretical universe. They also wear red, so it's not too far away. I'm but a honorary Forest fan after the Forest All Over podcast. Shout, shout out. out. Um, Yeah, I mean coming up to now this Qatar World Cup time you got a little bit of time before the World Cup do you start thinking ooh I know there's been shouts for Rafa Benitez he's been linked apparently he
1: came out and said that he doesn't want the job
0: I oh, don't fucking blame him <laughs> but the real question for me like obviously Steve Cooper did amazing things with, for his last season yeah. took him from bottom of the league to win, uh, winning the playoffs again yeah. uh, and they were just an incredible side to watch Um, completely different squad now completely different and, and I don't know whether how much of this is Steve Cooper going out and saying, I want this player. We need this player. Or is it just the uh, the owners being like, right, we need quality. And just picking players and saying, you're going to work with this.
1: Well, You see, they just hired a sporting director. After they spent. After they spent fucking what? Like got to be like near 200 million. Um, which makes me think they've signed all these players and thought, how the fuck are we bottom of the league? They must have just thought, oh, yeah, all these sign ins will do the trick and we'll be good. And then the it's dawned on them, oh, no, we're like the worst team in the league. We need more than just signing these players. We need kind of like an idea. And so they hired um, Filippo Giraldi, used to be a yeah. Watford.
0: Yeah. That's not a good place to come from. No. In terms of recruitment, like, fucking Watford's recruitment, you mental. Um, but yeah, I think like personally, you've got to stick with Stevie Coops. You got yeah. like. I mean, I don't think they thought they were going to be in the Premier League anyway. So, yeah, but here, you just ride no, but it out. You don't think you're not going to be in the Premier League and spend 150 plus million? Like, like
1: ride it out, man. Good vibes.
0: Yeah, you know the Leeds. The least one is like, we should probably shouldn't have spent how we did, but we did. <laughs> but we lived the dream. But we lived the dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. I just don't think bring. I mean potentially bringing in a new manager might give him a bit of an uplift they can come in Who's with fresh ideas I saw uh,
1: Nuno Espirito Santo was linked don't like that who else did I see was linked Sean
0: Dyche don't like that I mean actually I'd like to see what Dyche does with like a lot of like flank I, I like Dyche but only point, um, yeah is I like is Steve Coops, so Oh, it's my one QPR point. This, this. this nah, do it. This episode.
1: I'll let you bask in how well QPR are doing. Both our teams. Come on. Six points from
0: uh, since the last episode yeah. against uh, a f- decent Bristol City and a very good Sheffield United banger. But if Morgan Gibbs White is worth his transfer value, yeah. Chris, Chris Willock is worth twenty million on top of that. Yeah.
1: No, I like, back it. I'm not I think, being funny. Are you scared, Chris Willock's gonna move away?
0: Who do you like more? Eze or Chris Willock oh, do you know what I like I loved Eze I loved Eze but it's hard to look back now at Eze and be like Chris Willock is he is a, the present he is the present yeah and I'm in love with him yeah no and I you know, I think he plays well better with Ili, Ilius Chair than uh, Eze did okay and Eze was a different player. Like, Illy, Mike, they, are, they are different. Chris Wood going forward, he he's unbelievable. Like he's so electric. Yeah, I saw. So is he on zero point eight xg? Yeah, I thought. And six to, goals. This yeah, season. that's fucked. And he missed. And he missed four games. That's fucked. Like he is that. He is that that good. He really is. And but uh, for those who don't Eze, understand
1: xg, that means that
0: he should have scored. Let's, let's
1: round up. Let's say he should have scored one goal this season. From the positions where he took the shots. But he scored six. That's fucked. I and think like the only person equivalent to that is Son last year. I think he was... He, what did he finish on? He won Golden Boot with like 23, 23 or four goals. goals. Yeah. And I think his XG was like 17. And yeah. so like... Yeah. Pushing that
0: far above your XG is crazy. It's cr- he is so clinical. But the best... The, what I liked about... Chris Willock is when Eze came in the minute he got into the contact team he you knew he was the bee's knees mm. but Chris Willock didn't make it at Arsenal and then he went to uh, like West Brom I think and yeah, then he went to Benfica, Benfica yeah. played in Benfica B and then he played he came over to Huddersfield at a loan at Huddersfield and didn't work out Smithy right, and it's never worked out for him and then he's, yeah. he went back to Benfica Trap was like go fucking QPR mate they're sick and then <laughs> the he, he come over and it, he struggled to, like, get into the team. And then, out of nowhere, he just got this elite mentality, like, I'm actually fucking sick. That's like, what you want. You want and killers he, in your team. And he will take players on. Yeah. And he he's not, like, the biggest player, but he just shrugs off tackles. Like, he's so, like, str- he's almost like Salah is. A Bukayo. A baby, Bukayo-esque. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, he, he is an unbelievable player. Um, that's my rant over. He's better than Bjorken Gibbs-White and Brennan Johnson.
1: Team Morgan White, what Gibbs White's girlfriend yeah well you
0: know <laughs> anyway Maybe we'll be talking about QPR in the Premier League next, next year but you know yeah no that'd be nice let's not they're, get ahead of ourselves oh, we
1: could do a, like a live stream Arsenal versus QPR we'll go to the game mate get us on the pitch yeah mate. man right we'll do a um, fucking so the other games that were worth mentioning Newcastle who are on like a bit of an average run of form picked up an absolute Decent. Chalabot getting point. sent off for Fulham. Yeah, that was that, that, was that kind of killed game the game off uh, immediately.
0: But four goals
1: and Callum Wilson looks back. He looks good. Yep. That's good.
0: Uh, West Ham. uh held Brentford to a 0-0 draw. That was a good one. Um, Everton picking up another win. I mean, I yeah, mean you, Everton you came out good. on Twitter saying that you... Put yeah. some
1: respect on Frankie's name because at the start of was season, that the season...
0: I think as a result I got right. This, uh, on the
1: Was it? Oh, I no, yeah. So. I think it might have been. Yeah, um, yeah so at the start of the season, we both had Everton did we both have Evans get relegated? No, oh, no I definitely no, did. No, I, I think, had I had, oh, the I had them sevente- I had eighteenth, and you had seventeenth. Yeah, so we I both had, had um, them like flirting with um, relegation.
0: I had Fulham, uh, Fulham Forest, and Bournemouth, and I've got Bournemouth and and Forest are down there. So, yeah, but Fulham are fine. Um, yeah, from so we both had Frankie Lampard to struggle because the window
1: at that point when we did the predictions wasn't that inspiring, and they just come off like being just generally shit. Really shit. Yeah. But yeah, he's done um, a good job. Yeah. The Least kind goals of, to
0: fe- to conceded in the league. Yeah, crazy. Never played like, City either. The <laughs>
1: undercover kind of business they've done the Tarkovsky, Cody, the moving Iwobi to the middle, the Dwight McNeil and Damara Gray and Anthony Gordon. It's all nice. He's that Onana very, signing, yeah. outrageous player. Yeah. Getting Gay back, great move.
0: Yeah, I think they're. Uh, round of applause well, well done once, we, we are not uh, afraid to give you and
1: I'm not like a massive fan of Frank Lampard but
0: credit where credit's due
1: they're moving quite well
0: West Ham uh, two Wolves nil Bruno Large out Leeson. of a job and uh, Skamaka with a great strike yeah, yeah,
1: Ma- yeah he, for me he, he skamaka it into the net Skamaka Shaka boom
0: nice Yeah,
1: uh, last one and then we'll go into our predictions Aston Villa leads. Leeds Leeds um, Jesse Marsh
0: came out and literally said stop playing stinky Sintera. football
1: yeah Aston Villa are fucking Aston Villa and Everton the two teams that have been on their neck for just being shit and Tottenham and Everton oh yeah, Tottenham are though uh, oh I'm sorry uh, but what was I going to say Everton prove me wrong Aston Villa continuously proved me right they're so dry and it's different because Everton have proved me wrong with like a lower calibre of players Aston Villa's squad should be doing so much better than what they're doing. They are shit for spent the players. Spent a lot, lot of money, gone. didn't they, after that? So much match, money yeah. spent. The wages must be crazy for the likes of Coutinho and fucking... Douglas Costa. Douglas Costa Leon Bailey, And then... Yeah, just the calibre of players, kind of... Steven Gerrard, who apparently is this fucking tactical genius. He's dog shit
0: man. He's nothing without Michael Bill.
1: And so, yeah... But but how yeah. they can't get a result against a ten man leads is beyond me. Jesse and Marsh came out
0: saying, "Stop playing sneaky football," and I, I couldn't I like agree Jesse more. Marsh.
1: And yeah, and Jesse Marsh was in the stands you're as well. You're
0: getting told by an American to stop playing sneaky football.
1: Can you guys play some good soccer, please?
0: That's on TikTok. <laughs> um, that's not be too. That's really clip to just reuse throughout the entire season. Um, right, <laughs> let's. Uh, we're waffling now, so we're going to start wrapping up. We're going to be doing our predictions game for 10. Game week ten starting. T- on the 8th yeah so this Saturday Bournemouth Leicester no early kickoff no early kickoff no early kickoff um, yeah so we've got four three o'clock starts Bournemouth Leicester I fancy Leicester to come and set a precedent here maybe they're not as shit as everyone thought yeah, the start, Forest game like isn't a fluke I'm going to go for a 2-0 Leicester win I like that I'm 2-0 you know Leicester win Madison Hattrick
1: I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester win Danny Ward on the score sheet
0: I like that yeah. My guy. Uh, Chelsea versus managerless. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I, they they, th- they did that mid um, the Manchester Derby, didn't they? It was they basically said, uh, just, straight kind off, of, just kind <laughs> of, yeah. of swipe that on under the rug. But um, I'm going to go for a 1 0 Chelsea. I think I'm going to go for a 3 0 Chelsea. I think this Ooh. might be the beginning of a good spell for them. Okay. Um, They're currently playing ACM Lamb right now. Do you want a live update of the score? Ooh. Sorry. That, that was too um, premature the score is 1-0
0: Chelsea come on oh I don't I don't, no, really, I care. don't really care yeah. <laughs> Fofana he scored and then got subbed off you'd love to see it he probably got injured celebrating um,
1: yeah so I said 1-0 Chelsea you said 3-0 Chelsea Man City Southampton
0: Oh my! I fancy the to get 4 this game so
1: probably 5-0 yeah. Man City cheeky four yeah no I agree I think it's going to be another Can imagine if he bags another Hattie but he has playing tonight, currently. And he's,
0: he has scored. Uh, and he has scored, obviously. But That's almost quite good for him, because he might get, get subbed, subbed off early. Off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm going to go for a 4-0 C oh, You 4, I'm 5. Newcastle-Brentford, this could be quite an interesting game. It's teams that want to play expansive football, but... Uh, Brentford is, can do it, but the uh, last two uh, games,
1: it, they've looked not great.
0: Is the personnel there? Uh, obviously, Newcastle were back off a good win against Fulham. Yeah, um, i Newcastle on this one. I'm going to go back Newcastle as well. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Newcastle.
1: Very nice. I'm going to go for 2-0 Newcastle.
0: 2-0. A nice clean sheet for Nicky Pope. That'd be lovely. Got him in my Ooh, fantasy team. Do you know what? This could be a very good game. Brighton Ooh, versus Spurs. I said this Spurs. in the
1: preview that Spurs have been looking shit. And they're coming up in this run now. of They've got a few games. So, Arsenal a team that looked really good. They lost. And then Brighton a team that looked really good. They lost. And Everton. Everton yeah. Who are uh, picking up. These are three games where I can see Spurs struggling. And so... Yeah, Spurs, Brighton. What are you saying? Brighton, I think Spurs. this
0: could be a very interesting one because obviously De come in. He plays very good football. He's probably not had. T- he hasn't had enough time to staff his authority. of the Italianos. It is. Tutto um, bene or
1: tutto male.
0: They, uh, but yeah, but I think Brighton's expansive way of playing football could play into Spurs' hands here. True Spurs that. want to sit back and play on the counter. True they that. want to draw teams in into their into uh, Spurs their own half. And uh, hit them on the break. Messi. Messi scored 1-0. Yeah, it's 1-0 now. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's going to be a tutto bene for Antonio Conte. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Spurs. 2-0 Spurs.
1: Oh, away from home. I don't back that at all, actually. I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton.
0: 2-1 Brighton. I, yeah. And I love it. But this is a very volatile game, this could be. Um, Crystal Palace, Leeds, starting off Sunday's a Super Sunday. Um what have you got on this one Ros Palace had a bit of a shaky Yeah What's they up? have.
1: I don't think they look that bad against Chelsea though and I think they will come good this season. And at home it's kind of they, they both these two teams their home grounds are like hard places to go. And I think Leeds will struggle. They have got no Sinisteria for this game cuz he's suspended. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Crystal Palace. I think I might go for a 1-0 Palace yep very nice Wilfie Zaha moving on to a London Derby the oh. Hammers
0: versus the Full Hams the Full Hams. the Battle of the Ham are they going to go Full Ham or are they going to go Rottenham I think they're going to stink it up <laughs> I think it's going to be a 3-0 West Ham
1: do ya hmm I don't know if West Ham are cooking like that and they've got a game tomorrow night as
0: well oh shit I forgot about that you can change it I'll allow it oh you allow it yeah Uh, 2-0 West Ham <laughs>
1: I'm going to go for a... Ooh, I was going to say 1-1. Do I back that? Yeah, fuck it. I'll back that. 1-1. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I, 1-1 yeah. to West Ham. 1-1 to West Ham. <laughs> 1-1 to the team ending with Ham. Nice. Um, oh, the game. This is going to be a juicy, juicy, so juicy game. I was saying
1: game. this um, to my mate at work today. Going into that Spurs game, Spurs were third in the league, hadn't lost a game, and I was more confident about beating them than I am ask uh, Liverpool coming to us have like they're looking as shit as they are they're like mid table 10 points behind us I'm more I was more confident going into that Spurs game than I am this game I'm just, I have, still have shivers at night thinking about whenever we play Liverpool and get turned over
0: but um, i wanna admit it's quick and easy I think it's going to be a one or draw Boo. I'm going to go no I'm kidding I think it's going to be a uh, 2-1 Arsenal
1: do you? I actually do that's my guy right there I was going to say 2-1 2-1 to the Gunas. It,
0: it all depends on the person that Liverpool have at their disposal. If they've got a fully fit Fabinho. Yeah. If uh, maybe Robo's back.
1: Same thing with uh, West Ham though. We're playing tomorrow night. So something could happen. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who we're knows? both
0: going 2-1. Everton United. Could Everton... It's uh, a nice game. That's a nice yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, ev- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everton Ever United. United's always a good game. It is. Um, oh, do you know what though? That's a stinker of a game. That's a uh, like a Midland derby, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I've got this going to United and I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a 4-2 win.
1: 4-2? Six goals. I like that.
0: Nine goal game than a six goal game.
1: I like. I 100% think there's going to be goals in this game. Both teams. Everton um, though, con- least goals conceded. I think that just goes out the window when these two play each other. I, I swear every time I watch these no, two but play. No, any that stat is brought up it goes out the window. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two. I like that. I yep. like that.
0: When do we ever say we don't like that?
1: Yeah, it's true. Well, I don't like this game. Monday nah. night football. Two of arguably the worst teams in the league. You know, even argue they probably are the two worst teams in the league. Nottingham Forest hosting Aston Villa. It's dry. It's dry football. Not the Nottingham Forest. They don't play dry football. They're just not playing very well. Whereas one Aston Villa it's got One all written dry over it. Football. One all written all over it. I've got nil-nil right now. You've got a board draw. draw. But they did have a board draw last game. Can I yeah. do that again? Fuck it, yeah. Actually, no. I'm going to go one-all as well. Follow us on all the Digi platforms. TikTok, popping, Twitter. We're going to do a boom, a TikTok in, boom. Um, Instagram, in. all
0: that jazz. Yeah, subs, subs to, YouTube. to YouTube. Yeah, because we're trying to hit 100 subs. so that's. And the YouTube shorts, they're going kind of hard. So. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, make sure you're following content. us on all the platforms. Get on the Spotify as well. Leave us a rating. Leave us a Spotify rating. Yeah, we'll leave really us a five stars. A five star. You leave us a five star. Roz will come and give you a good night kiss. Do you know when you get out of the Uber? He's like five star. Yeah, one of those. Five man. star. Even five if star he's guys.
1: like, even if he's fucking skipping red lights and, dinging other cars on the way past you, like yeah, I fucking still give you. But five But he got stars. you
0: there and
1: on time. So yeah, I don't know. We're waffling. Uh, enjoy the pod. It's been board and it's live. Cheers, guys. Soa no...